It must be written in the stars for me to swear so much. Hell, even my astrological chart says so. You have been warned. Content is not suitable for all listeners. Welcome! You're listening to Bewitch Banter. I'm Krista, and I believe that people are inherently shitty. And I'm Amy, and I tend to believe that people are naturally good. But ironically, I'm a super believer in the supernatural and all things spiritual. And I'm a total skeptic. We're best friends, and in this podcast, we're seeking to explore and understand each other's perspectives with deep dives into the spooky, the spiritual, the magical, and the mystical. And some straight-up spoofs. Today, we are covering astrology, and the believer, Krista, could not be more effing excited than I am right now to do this. <laughs> so, hell yes. Hell to the yes. And just for the record, I'm a Libra. Amy is a Gemini. Yeah, I have my Gemini candle burning right now. And lives on Gemini Drive, yet she doesn't believe in astrology. So, hmm. Um, before I start us out, I wanted to read a little something from show and tell <laughs> and i know that amy has seen this book before but this is my mega astrology book the secret language of relationships from the authors of the secret language of birthdays and you'll see why that ties into astrology here um but it's your complete personality guide to any relationship with anyone and the authors are gary <laughs> goldschneider and juiced Elf. Elfers. Is this a commercial? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? I'm like displaying yeah. it like we had to wait. No, but it's actually really cool. Um, essentially, it has maps in the front and the back where you line your birthday with whomever you're trying to match and see what it says about you. So hard pause while I look that up for Amy and I. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited so, to hear this. Amy and Ari's title is called Laughing and Loving It. I think that's pretty appropriate mm-hmm. for the two so. of us. So FYI, Amy, according to this book, is in the week of freedom, Gemini 1. And I am in the week of society, Libra 2. Because I'm so high society. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ooh, Stevie Nicks. Oh, she's a Gemini, babe. Oh, cool. And Lindsay Buckingham's a Libra. What do you know? Hmm. And they were lovers for a moment in time. Um, So relationships for us is... Light, easy, and fun. Okay. Check. Weaknesses. Oh, trigger warning. What is it? Unprepared. Oh. <laughs> Fair weather and shallow. Oh, that probably is right, too. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I have the biggest heart, but yes, I'm very vain. I'm realizing that about myself, and I'm working on it. Thank you very much. Okay, best. I've said this before. Any guess? Best for me or for, for you? For the two of us. Oh, isn't it a relationship? Love. Oh, love. That's right. We're yeah. lovers. Sorry, Corey. We're lesbian lovers. <laughs> you just didn't know According it. to this book, I gotta um, leave you. Worst, though, is marriage. Oh. So good thing we're not married. Good thing we ain't married. Although, having a business with your best friend sometimes feels like it. But Yeah, I can say that's so. That's right. That's right. All right. So... I'm not going to read the whole paragraph about us. Let's see. Uh, but it's just, I'm just going to read this last little part. Okay. Um, there's Relationship is generally just fun for both partners. It emphasizes enjoyment, whether in perfect, 
whether in personal, professional, or family sphere. Not that the relationship can't get the job done. It can be extremely efficient and effective. Ahem. <laughs> I can be when, when given Miss Amy's tough love. Um, but the partners believe that something is worth doing. It can be done. Use uh, It can be done the, the easy way or the hard way. And the easy way is obviously to be preferred if we're lazy. Um, I'm going to editorialize. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't prefer the easy way? Um, loose and relaxed attitudes are usually high here, and uptight, tense ones are eschewed. So, if you didn't know, we like to have a hell of a lot of fun together. Yeah, I would say so. And the last thing that was really crazy um, that we, I think I read this to you months ago, but advice from this little book for Amy and I. Try getting serious once in a while. <laughs> I, I, probably could, I probably could work on that. Uh, seriousness need not get the signal or, or need not signal the end of the enjoyment at some point. It may be necessary, though, to grow up. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's probably accurate for me. So that is the end of me and Ames's little Love relationship in, according to the secret relationships, secret language of relationships. So do you look this up for every guy you date? Mm-hmm. Yes, again, this podcast is Krista's dating app, everyone. Oh, yes, I do use horoscopes to just find if I'm going to have a good sexy time with fellas I'm seeing. So not sorry about it. It's uh, proven pretty good so far. But do you actually believe in astrology? What do you think? You do? I do. Actually, I do. You really generally 100% believe in it or you just kind of believe in it? Mm, I think that before it got overtaken by astronomy, there was legitimacy behind it, yes. Hmm. And I still think there is legitimacy behind it. Let me tell you why. Everywhere I read it, it says a pseudoscience. It is. It is absolutely a pseudoscience considered by the scientific community as such. But its origins did not start that way. Yes, I know that. And I know, and I was kind of reading, which I'll get into my story, about how astrology can seem harmless, but can actually be a little bit dangerous. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. People that like, take its advice for at least value, right? Kind of situation. Yes, and they don't use their critical thinking skills to really think through a situation. They just take whatever the horoscope says at face value. Mm-hmm. And then the type of people who believe in astrology are more likely to be conspiracy, conspiracy theorists people. Or not question things so much. Mm. Well, see, I question everything. That's the difference between me and other whack jobs. Wiss, I'm a weirdo. I know that. I admit that about myself. But I do question everything. And I would hope so as a strange journalist. I would hope I fucking question things. Yeah. I just have a heart of belief. And I, it's space amazes me. It always has, always will. Like, I could go to the moon. Like, it, when Elon's must shit is ready for the common peasant folk like us, I'm going to the motherfucking moon. Like, I have no desire to go. I'll be the first one on that flight if I can afford it. I just could see myself (laughs) puking and not enjoying it. Oh, no. I think it's incredible. But anyway, that said, obviously, astrology is not astronomy in big contrast into what some of your students assume. Yes. A lot of them take astronomy thinking or, yeah, thinking they're taking astrology. Yeah. Not to be a dick, but I wanted to set the record straight at the top because we do have students who clearly don't read descriptions or google uh so here's the the definitions of the two astrology which we are covering today is the study of the movements and relative positions of celestial bodies so the planets and the sun 
um, interpreted as having an influence on human affairs and the natural world. Okay. So there is science in that part of it that it's using planets, but the interpretations obviously is where it gets into the pseudo science. Uh, astronomy is the branch of actual science, which deals with the celestial bodies and objects in space and the physical universe as a whole. So that is again, the widely accepted science and uh, just a quick quote I wanted to say um, to differentiate the two. Astronomy is a science that studies everything outside of the Earth's atmosphere, such as planets, stars, and asteroids, galaxies, and the properties and relationships of those bodies. Astrology, on the other hand, is the belief that these positioning of the stars and planets affect the ways in which we interact with each other. Okay. So, I love this topic. I know I made that very clear, but I'm super excited. I used to read my horoscope every effing day after school like really every day with me and Allie we'd go home we'd be on aim we'd go to our horoscope on like 17mag.com or whatever or we'd probably even just read it in the magazines back then honestly and yeah we'd read it to each other and we'd be like oh da, 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 this means this and that and that and yeah we were super into it together it was really cute I feel like it's written in such a vague fashion though it could apply to anyone yeah this week oh my god bobby's gonna say something to us oh my god we're so excited <laughs> Bobby the Nardo. yeah we all love bobby like legit so anyway is that your high school crush middle school but yeah bobby i dated bob oh bobby was so handsome he still is to this day but he married anyway next <laughs> what up bobby <laughs> that's your listening from New do you York. know what his sign is yes i do because i we look me and Allie would look it up <laughs> oh my gosh you creepers <laughs> Hmm. That's, that's a good sign yeah so Corey is yeah um all right so and actually guy i'm dating is a taurus the bull a stubborn bull <laughs> and we're gonna get into those the zodiacs okay which i'm really excited to talk about because i learned a lot in my research today but you already know this because i covered this in an either tarot or psychics episode so one of our very first two episodes that the origins of astrology was back more than 4,000 years. Yeah, I knew it went back pretty far. So it was born in Mesopotamia, which is now modern-day Iraq. And it was used um, in... uh, I know you're going to get into this more in depth in your... I'm not going far in it, so don't worry, but in your story. But, um, you know, it did help the world's first cities and agricultural phenomena Mm -hmm. around, you know, when they were developing. And... Around 13, sorry, Jesus, no, not that late, 331 BC, Alexander the Great um, invaded Greece, and he then introduces Babylonian form of astrology to the Greeks. Okay. Okay, so that's how it gets there. And at that time, it's seen as a work of the gods, and that's how the Greeks interpret it. Okay, interesting. However, the second millennial Babylonians really only started astrology with stargazing. Have you ever stargazed? 100%. Me and you did that a lot this summer. Yep. And I think I shared with you during many of those sessions that's pastime of mine. Like, I used to do it all the time. Well, I love it. On My favorite is when we go camping and you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And, like, the fire isn't lit anymore, so it's just, like, pitch black. And you look up into the stars. It's incredible. It's so incredible. I miss doing that. We haven't gone camping in a while together, so. I know. We need to go on a camping trip soon. Yeah, before it gets too freaking hot. We do. Um, well, then we can go up north then. Yeah, let's do it. No no backpacking for this gal. Fuck no. 
But I'll camp. I'll glamp. You know that any day I'll glamp. I like me and Corey glamp. Oh, glamp. My co- glamp life. Living my glamp life. My coworkers <laughs> were making fun of me because they were all eating uh, like the camping food from the bag. You know, you heat up and you put liquid in it and stir it. And I, they, I sit down and I have a croissant with smoked salmon and capers and they're like where'd you go to the fucking ritz carlton <laughs> and I, I was like that's how i that's how i camp i'm i like to Fuck eat yeah eat well. this girl no she served us like salmon before on the grill like look bomb shit going camping no joe you want to go camping with amy faux show i show up with beer usually no longer but i used to beer yeah. wine was my contribution yeah we have lots of beer moses um oh yeah those shits were so good mm-hmm. um and then do some hikes and see some beautiful scenery too yeah definitely um okay so back to the stargazing i used to do it not only camping but as a little girl when we'd go on vacations either to mexico or the tropics or even in like um a place called Block Island, which is in New England, and we'd go there with Allie's family. So a lot of these memories actually are tied to my Allie today. Um, and we would lay on picnic tables and like grass fields and just look up, and just stunning. Oh, and uh, of course on my father's boat. You know, my my uh, my dad was a sailor. I've talked about that before, and we would just we would do camping out on my dad's boat, and we would just lay on the top of the deck and. And stargaze in the middle of Long Island. That sounds awesome. And there's a phenomena, side note, not astrology related, but it's another incredible phenomena called bioluminescence. And we would see this is when the sea life glows. Like it looks like indigo, like like highlighter colors. That's so cool. And I couldn't tell you how or why it happens, but I know it does. And I witnessed it as a little girl and it was the most one of the my favorite forms of camping because of that wow that's incredible so, sounds magical yeah it honestly it, it was it was like a scene from like a uh, fern gully or something mm-hmm. stunning what is it life of pie oh i've never seen that you haven't no oh wow it it's so visually stunning okay add it to the list of things for me to watch Okay, so we're talking about stargazing. That's how it really started. This is what the Babylonians were doing. And they noticed that after stargazing so much that the celestial bodies moved and that they did affect life on Earth through seasons and agriculture and that even some stars created patterns. Today, we know those patterns as constellations. And again, another phenomena the Babylonians realized was of the moon's ability to control the tides the oceanic tides and now we know that in science i didn't know this i learned this in my research that phenomena of the the moon controlling the tides and magnetism is called apogee and perigee goddamn buffalo dip you okay there? okay there we are <clears throat> so classy who wants to date this y'all single <laughs> ready to fart and mingle <laughs> you know that's happening if you can't accept that step right out the door right now <laughs> Ready to fart and mingle. Speaking of other gases in the sky, the sun, (laughs) (laughs) stars on the moon. (laughs) The moon um, is something that the Babylonians observed as well with the tides. And this is a phenomena today scientists call apogee and perigee. Would not have known that without this research. So don't think I knew that, y'all, because I did not. But that's what that is. When the... Sorry, can you say that? Oh, sure. So apogee and perigee in science, in math, science, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Do you believe in science? I do. It's such I, a controversial thing to Jesus, believe in now. I can't even believe that we even have to ask people if they fucking believe in science. But Is that on Tinder? No, thank God. I'm just kidding. I, haven't, I, knew, I know. You know what? I, do need, I might need to get up on there. I haven't been on that one yet. But we'll um, see. So what is it? Sorry, sorry. Apogee and perigee is the moon's phenomena of controlling the tides. Oh, cool. I didn't know that either. And that's a scientific term okay, for cool. it. Okay, cool. And so by, again, tracking these movements, the Babylonians predicted seasons and solar eclipses. And from here, this is what became the early foundations of what we actually now use as the science of astrology. All of the Babylonians' work of tracking um, the suns and the planetary movements. But when it was, you know, used a little further down the line, the Babylonians really equated each planet with a god. So you can imagine Greeks took that with, into their belief systems later, which I'll get into in just a second. Mm-hmm. But Jupiter was Marduk, the patron god of the city of Babylon. Venus, my planet, thank you, was the goddess Ishtar, um, goddess of beauty, fertility, and war. Saturn is Ninurta, the god of farming and hunting. And healing, which is interesting. Uh, Mercury was Nabu, the god of wisdom. So I think of Sagittarius. Um, I'm not sure if that aligns. I'd have to check, to be honest. Um, but And then Mars it was Nergal, the god of sun and the underworld. So each sign is assigned a different... Uh, yep, each sign has planet. their own ruling planet. And I'll get into those in a oh, minute. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. And this was the early Babylonian still. Okay. But then... So that's still modern day practice though? Yes. Okay. Yep. So Libra is Venus, ruled by Venus, as well as Taurus, actually. So what am I ruled by? Um, I have to look you up. Hold up. Mercury. Ooh. So that's when shit goes haywire. That's a beautiful segue, Amy, actually, into <laughs> what the fuck is Mercury in retro? Oh, my God, yes. I have a friend who always is talking about that, and I'm like, I don't get it. Would you like me to explain? Yes, because I never even bothered to look it up. <laughs> I was like, I don't care, but I'll care so today. in astrology, for those of you who follow it, like myself, you know that Mercury in retrograde means shit's going to be fucked up. Communication, people going crazy, travel. Um, according to astrology as well, this is a time when um, exes reveal themselves and like come all back to haunt you. Clearly not my problem, so maybe it isn't. <laughs> You're not in, in retrograde. In, in retrograde according to that. But I'm hoping. Beyond your dreams. I hope I come back to haunt his ass. I hope it goes all reverso for this moment. But anyhow. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so what, but what the fuck is it really in science terms? In, you know, the planets and shit. Because <laughs> I sound so smart right now. Yeah, I, w- I would like to know though. Um, okay, it is a phenomenon where Mercury appears to be moving backwards in the sky. From Earth's vantage point. So think of things like think of a track. You're in track and you're running um, the inner track. And from your perspective, your opponent is it looks like they're behind you. Right. OK. But you're that doesn't mean they're they're going backwards. It's just from your perspective. They're behind you. OK. And so I'll show you a picture of what they and it helped me. So does it. no one really understand what it is? No, no, they do. I'm just not explaining it well. So think of like 
the planets on the rings that okay. they're in. So oh, here's the sun. My mic's the sun. Uh, is Mercury before or after Earth? I think it's after. I think it goes Mars, Earth, Mercury. I think. I think. It's don't fuck. ask me. I don't know, girls. <laughs> anyway, so Earth's over here. And from Earth, we look back and we see Mercury back here. Okay. And you look back and you're like, oh, it looks like it's moving backwards away from us. But it's not. But it's just moving at a slower speed. So what does that have to do with anything? Um, That's what because it, that of it looking like it's moving backwards, the ancient people believed that was a time where shit would get shaken up and revert to the past. And like when when oh, when they saw the planet gotcha, moving gotcha. backward, okay. yeah. they associated it with chaos. Okay, I'm following now. Yep. Again, obviously, it's not necessarily the scientific case that shit will get fucked up down here on earth but it just when it is in retrograde scientifically this is called when it looks like it's moving backwards mercury from earth it is called the apparent retrograde motion okay so it's just all about motion and again the babylonians noticed the seasons changing but when they noticed that they'd also noticed that certain constellations or clusters of stars again would take over the night sky during certain months 12 of these constellations would then become what we now know and refer to as the zodiac. So example in my case, in October, they looked up and late September, they saw Libra. So did the Babylonians, they're the ones who created the zodiac signs? Yes. And then the Greeks took it a step further. Okay. So the Babylonians created the 12 constellation or the 12 zodiacs. And the Greeks take over, great question and segue again, created what we know as the modern modern astrology and that we use today that we use today still and it was used in two ways again we covered this way back when go back to eps one and two psychics solving crimes in tarot if you have not listened to those they're great episodes diving into psychic sound quality though yeah that that disclaimer so this we were babies when we started then but anyway so the first use of astrology was divination so to predict or see back into the past what's going on right now in the present, and potentially predict the future. The next piece that the Greeks used for with astrology was exploring human nature and our connection to the stars. And this is what we're most familiar with, obviously, in the zodiacs and horoscopes. Mm-hmm. How are we going to react today? Or what's your ex going to do today? What's your husband going to do today? <laughs> what am Watch I, TV. What am I going to do today? <laughs> I um, think he's not moving from the couch today. <laughs> I wouldn't have to read his horoscope. <laughs> Oh, I'm jealous. Um, So the Zodiacs, back to those really quick. They separated them within 30 degrees of each other. And like think of like a big compass. Okay. And angles. Mm-hmm. This is getting into a little bit geometry here in Trig, which was way above my head. But it really is a lot to do with that in, in, in the scientific part of space. I was weirdly good at geometry. Well, that makes sense. That's you're the only time I ever got an uh, A. Planner. Yeah, I never got – that's the only time I ever got an A in a math class. Nice. Well, that makes sense. And so the Greeks took this science with the actual mathematical 30-degree separation of each planet okay. around the sun. But they adopted their own little flair to it. The signs weren't just the gods, but they actually represented the people that were born under those sun signs during the months, hence our current zodiacs, which I'm going to get into in just a second. But they really believed that not only these constellations would affect the moods of the months, but again, the characteristics and the personalities of those born in 
those months. Okay. So it's pretty kind of cool. Um, and the, uh, with each of those zodiac signs, the Greeks then assi- assigned a tail to each to each zodiac. I don't. I'm not. We don't have time to go into each tail today, but because um, I'm just breaking down astrology as a whole. So the four ruling elements are air, water, fire, and earth. Do you know what you are? I think I told you what you are. I'm air. You are air. We are joined by Aquarius and me, Libra. We are known for communication and empathy. I told you you're an empath. Although sometimes it's hard to show feelings. <laughs> she, you feel deeply that I know. You just have a hard time showing it sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm reading uh, I'm reading Atlas of the Heart by... Uh, oh, cool. What's that? Brene Brown. Oh, it, nice. It's about each... She examines like each emotion that humans experience. Um, well, I think there's like over 600, but she goes over like 50 of them and kind of wow. analyzes each one. And I was telling Corey that I was like, he's like, but you don't like emotions. Why are you reading that? <laughs> you don't talk about that stuff. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, I think that's more of a nature thing. Nurture nature thing though. Yeah, not your nature. I think you'd have it in your nature, but you were bro- you grew up in the English household, right? And mm-hmm. they don't show emotions from what I understand from you over there there. Not as much, no. You know? I'm like my crying on heart of my sleeve, thumping self every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Water. We have Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio. These signs are highly emotional and sensitive. Yes, I can attest to that. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. My, both my parents are cancers, actually, by the way. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Two cancer parents and one ex-Pisces. Anyhow, fire is Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, and they are known for their very fiery personalities. I must have some Leo. That's my sister's a Leo. Is she? So yeah. is mine. So it's, yeah, mm-hmm. Erica's a Leo, and then Teddy's a Sagittarius, which he's not that fiery. Mila's more fiery than him, so poo-poo on that. Earth? I mean, he's, he's like, theatrical, but he's not, like, I don't know, if the way I interpret fiery is a little different, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, Earth signs are the Capricorns, Taurus, Tauri, Tauruses, <laughs> Tauruses, and Virgos. They are well-grounded and trustworthy. I would say that's true. Okay. So... You're going to, I know your answer to this, but we're posing it to the audience here. (laughs) Okay. I won't answer then. (laughs) Can humans, as crazily complex as we are, can we all really be summed up by when we were born? Am I supposed to answer? Yeah. Oh, I thought thought you meant it was like a rhetorical question for the viewers. Or not the viewers, the listener. Oh, hell no. Yeah, that's correct. I feel like that's. Even for me. Like, no shit. Even for me, no shit. I think they're written in such a vague way that anyone could identify with any sign, personally. Well, this is where people stop their research because not only do we have a sun sign, but we also have a moon sign and we all have signs under each planet. So in order to know that, you need to get your astrology astrology or birth chart done. Yeah, Karina did that for me. Oh, she did? Do you have it? I can't remember. I'm something rising, something going to bed. I don't know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should dig it out. If not, we're going to do ours anyway as an exercise, an extracurricular oh, exercise. Am I going to get graded on this? We are going to, but we're going to do it after I record. So just because I want to I want to report back to our listeners 
and what I'm we sure are. they're just dying to know. I am. I'm dying to know mine. Um, but again, the most most people in horoscopes and modern astrology only know their sun sign. I.e., I'm a Libra in October. You're a Gemini in May. I think I'm like a Capricorn raising or rising. rising. Okay. I don't know. I'm just guessing. And the position of and so again, this means this is the position of the sun at the exact time and place you were born. And it the t- it comes down to the, like the minute you were born. Yep, exactly. So again, to get your astro- astrological, why can't I speak today? Astrological or birth chart done, you need to know, like you said, your exact time of birth down to the second, the place. That reminds me, I texted my mom. I was like, what time was I born? She's like, I don't know. Why? Oh, my God. My mom just had the same shit. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And she doesn't even know my blood type. I'm like, what the fuck, mom? Oh, I don't care. I was like, you I don't care. I think it's like good to know an emergency situation. And oh. something you think your mom should fucking know about their but, child. Anyway. I don't think it, No, I don't care that my mom didn't remember the time. I feel like there's a lot more important things to remember in life. Wow. All right. Well, I don't really think it... <laughs> I don't think it's really that important. Um, anyway, so you need to know exact time, place, and date of your birth, which obviously we know that because that's how we use our birthdays and horoscopes. Um, all right. And then you can find out what it means. But here's real quick of what each planet's supposed to represent. Your sun sign is your personality and character and why it's so often used in horoscopes because that's, like again, the first thing people know is their birthday. Mm-hmm. The moon sign is the second most influential in your birth chart. And this helps us show how we process emotions or how our childhood may have impacted us. Mercury for your planets is wisdom and communication. Venus, my planet of beauty, is how we view love and pleasure. (laughs) Makes sense since I'm a thirsty girl. Thirsty thirst. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Um, Mars is, um, our driving forces behind our desires. So our ambition, Jupiter is our ethical guidance. Neptune and Pluto are typically at the end of the line (laughs) signs that define an entire generation. So we, for example, might have, and, and Corey and all our friends might have the same signs in Neptune and Pluto because of the year we were born essentially. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, all, your chart also is a mixture of many other things, like, so all your planets, but also your north and south nodes, if you think of, like, um, a compass okay. in a 2D drawing, and how two angles may or f- may have formed patterns um, between each other. These all impact clues to your past, present, and potentially your future, according to astrologers. However, as you said at the top, astrology has been debunked and replaced by astronomy. So ever since we realized that we are not the center of the universe, in fact, the sun is the center of the universe, um, that's when astrology was taken into the pseudoscience lens. Okay, nice. There's still, obviously, to this day, thousands of people interested, like myself. Um, I mean, every newspaper and glossy magazine and online pub will have a, well they said there's a huge uptick of millennials believing in it yeah absolutely and and that's because i think we talked about this in another episode where it's that diy 
let me take control of my life and my future kind of thing. And even though this is being prescribed to, to you, it gives you a guidance, guidance to look within if you choose to. So that's what I think. Um, but anyhow, um, again, it's an ancient, ancient art form and the science is astronomy but we still rely on it to this day and people are so interested in it and always have been in, in, in the 20th, I'd argue 19th century as well till today. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a really basic history of the Zodiac. Um, it was in fact part of religions too, like Catholicism and, um, Judaism. They found this beautiful Zodiac, um, mosaic actually, buried in um Bethlehem at the um at a temple in Israel and they're like well what the hell it, it, supposedly the zodiacs and horoscopes were banned in in ancient um Israel but they weren't they were actually just they morphed into like instead of being um tools for divination just again morphed into like god is your follower and when in that same era you know, you have Renaissance when the men are studying science and you have Galileo, right? Like actually studying the science of the stars or the universe. That's when it overcame, astronomy overcame astrology where you have gods and divinity and story and allegory of the, of the stars. And then the actual science of busy, what do you call it? The thing in space of the stars, astronomy, but like a lot of physics that's the word I'm looking for physics sorry I didn't I didn't help you out at all <laughs> and I was like uh Ames I'm looking for help here can I call a friend it will not be Amy no um, it won't be <laughs> but anyway um again I think I've always loved it and something I can't explain but I yes again they are written very vaguely so that we can consume them at mass but I really do believe to answer your question yeah I do believe that they're their origins were based in in the stars and like we are part of the universe and matter so yeah i think it's all tied to that we're part of something as one big whole i just think it's all kind of bullshit gee thanks <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just don't i just can't even wrap my head around believing in it so you don't even think you don't think we're part of the universe oh i think we're part of the universe i just think astrology is kind of like made up well it was morphed again by the greeks and that's where the allegory came in so yeah some of it was made up but i mean it all is at the end of the day not from the babylonians remember the babylonians foundational part of it is now what is the foundation of astronomy because they were studying the actual mathematical positions of the sun stars and moon and then the greeks took it over and we're like oh cool let's add our like theatrical allegories mm -hmm. to it so its roots actually were scientific but when it morphed when you know yeah i guess that's the part i don't believe in yeah when it morphed yeah i i love it i love stories obviously and i love storytelling and i love the ability to look within and um try to find correlations i think that's something i'm very into always and for me this is one way to do it so well, remember when we first started the show we are we were like discussing the format we wanted to do 
And we were originally, we were going to do read each other's horoscope to begin the show. Yeah, I still think we should go back to that. And then talk about our week and then dive into the episode. But I kind of like what we're doing now better, personally. I'm still going to read her horoscope before. (laughs) (laughs) She'll just cut herself in. (laughs) Give me the edits, baby. No, I'm just kidding. I won't. But um, yeah, no, that's that's it. I will always be a believer. And again, grain of salt there. But I, I do believe in, in the stars and and science. Go, I mean, I think it's pretty harmless. I mean, I in my story I'm going to talk about on Thursday, there are some parts of it that aren't so harmless. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like horoscopes, I tend to think they're harmless. It's not like a religion like someone's pushing down their horoscope down your throat right like you must marry me because my horoscope says so <laughs> yeah that that could be dangerous i can see that i don't think that happens though very Thank often God. i think i think it's more just kind of like a fun little thing for people to read and like i always think like personality quizzes are fun like where you learn more about mm-hmm. who you are as very a person much. very much and i kind of think horoscopes people love to talk about themselves and i think people love to think about themselves or totally and I think the horoscope does that. But I th- yeah. And according to you, I'm narcissistic because I believe in this. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm going to cover that in my story. So um, save that. Great. Well, that's what I have. And I hope you all have a great horoscope for the week and um, for the spring because spring is um, upon us. I love spring. I mean, it may not be if you're in Chicagoland or indiana or ohio Mm -hmm. like some of our folks (laughs) yeah uh but uh yeah that's why we're in the desert so that's my favorite season here actually yeah i can't wait to see all the wildflowers oh yeah we're gonna see some stunning stuff um thanks to all the rain we had this winter yeah so it'll be beautiful on the hikes um all right well um any final thoughts on astrology i don't have much i don't really have much to say about it actually did you weird? have a good week? I did send you your your shitty day horoscope. Did you uh, say you were having a shitty day? Yeah, I was. Um, but other than that, my week was pretty great. What? Because you forgot your... Well, my internet was down That's for two right. days. And I had to go to the coffee shop and work. And I was like all excited about working from home. I mean, first world problem. <laughs> like, how privileged hey, but how the horoscope by Sahara predicted this shit. Said, oh, sorry, Geminis, you're going to have a shitty week. No, it was pretty good, though, other than that. Oh, well, look, I'm just trying to apply meaning here. Anyway, <laughs> with that, peace out, be witches. Peace. Music, Phantom Fun by Jonathan Boyle from premiumbeat.com. Podcast edited and produced by Krista Hins and Amy Holt.